So, let's get in. Burnout. Is it like a silent killer or is it something that we just have to accept that is going to happen? Because burnout for a large amount of professional guys is that hidden killer that is slowly but surely destroying our mental, emotional and physical state. Now in November, I didn't realise, but for the majority of it, I was utterly burnt out. Um, and I only realised last night when I was thinking about why I had been like I'd been in November, why my patterns of behaviour had changed slightly and why I felt like so stressed, I guess. And then I went through writing a piece on burnout and realised I was struggling with burnout. So I wanted to share this with you because if it can help one person stop, step out, breathe, then it might it would do its job. And I'm going to share the three things or the three components that made me realise that I was in a state of burnout. So I'm going to share them with you. But before I do, I want to go through, I wrote down a couple of symptoms here. And these were the main symptoms that I was struggling with, um, with burnout. So I'm going to go through these right now and read these out to you. Okay, so some, some of these you might recognize in yourself. Okay, so the first one was physical and emotional exhaustion. So it's that, it's that state where you wake up and you're just like struggling with energy. You struggle to get out of bed. And we still do it, but we're just drained. I think drained is a real good insight, right? Cynicism, uh, being, uh, I'm trying to get my tongue around this, being, uh, uh, acting very negatively, uh, cynicism and detachment from reality. So it's just kind of like, I experienced this in a way that I would just be in my bubble and I didn't want anyone to pop my bottle bubble or come into my bubble because I was just detached and that's what I was just focusing on, right? Um, reduction in performance. Um, you probably don't realise it, but that reduction does come as in terms of you're not performing at your level. You probably think you are, but you but from an outside uh, outside view, you're not. You're not actually if you, if you're looking out. If that makes sense, waffling. Um, um, lack of satisfaction, so just feeling like nothing is satisfying you, and I recognise that. Um, Recognising or always thinking what you've done is not enough. So like when I finished a seminar, I was like, could have been better. I didn't fully recognise what we had achieved until now. Um, and it was all, it was all kind of negative, negative. Increased irritability. I think this is the highest one for me. I felt an increase of becoming um, uh, irritated with family members, with myself, with life, with people, with everyone. Um, yeah, and, and I was very, very short, really short-tempered. And then inability to relax, okay? And I think that was, that was a real standout one as well, was just not being able to be calm. And this is, this is how I felt like, um, this is how I feel like burnout affected me specifically. Okay, there are three key things here. 
that just ended up accumulating to cause me to burn out and feel those symptoms. So let's go through those. Number one, okay, um, my perfect mentality. Okay, and I'm going to read exactly what I wrote to you here. Okay, in my pursuit to provide a perfect launch, a perfect seminar, I actually did a lot of fluffing around, <laughs> getting obsessive about the micro detail of everything. This sent me stir crazy. I had up my work, working day by 25%, which as you'll read, encroached on my barriers. So that perfect mentality what's, is, is, is the slow um, degrader to my mental, emotional and physical health. Okay, and it turned into obsession and micromanaging and that inability to be satisfied that a job was finished. So I had to keep going back in. I had to keep rechecking. And this was slowly building up the programming of my mind and sending me slowly crazy. So that was number one. That was the first step in terms of my burnout in November. And it actually started at the very end of October. Number two. So I'm going to read exactly what I wrote. Um, disrupted routine. Through November, my routine was disrupted. I spent a whole week in the Alps on the mastermind. I was on there with no barriers in this position, which there were no family around. So I just worked. Okay. In this position, uh, which meant I just worked 75% of the time that I was in the Alps, I worked. Okay. It was mental. Um, uh, when I came back, because of the working practice I adapted in the Alps, adopted in the Alps, I found it hard to relax when I came back. A lot of the weekends were then taken up with commitments, not leaving me any time to detach from work. So that then led on to the burnout. Okay, so disrupted routines, a lack of barriers, um, unrealistic working practices whilst I was away from the family then in, in inhabiting them and then taking them into normal life. And there was no barriers. And because the weekends are my time to dis disconnect from all of this matrix that we're in, um, I wasn't able to do that because there were other commitments going on. So that slowly but surely ate away at my energy, at my motivation, at my morale, and slowly burning me out. Okay, and then the last one, number three, no barriers in place, okay? In all barriers between work and life were overrun. On top of that, I had two injuries which stopped me training for two weeks of the month. So my usual ways to vent and get out all of the stress, okay, were out of action, increasing that risk of burnout. Okay, so barriers were overrun. There was no way for me able to vent, no way for me to be able to train jujitsu for two weeks. And I was just, it was all the work building up and nothing personally, okay, nothing being able to evolve here. So it was just that overwhelm of burnout. Make sense? So for me, there are five key lessons that I learned from this. And that's what I'm going to go through with you now. And hopefully you can take a gold nugget from this, even if it's just the awareness of it. Okay, number one, upholding barriers that protect me from exhaustion and crossing that line that fine line when you go into burnout. And I think it's important that we recognize that, that we have to uphold the barriers. And me reflecting on November will then allow me to remember November. It will stand out on my head so that I go remember it when it comes to those barriers. Number two, 
okay, plan ahead better so that I don't have to do so much work in such a small amount of time, but then I can do little amounts of work over a longer period, okay. Number three, if injured, do more walking, spend more time outside, make more time for myself. Number four, trust my own ability and stop trying to have this perfect mentality that keeps eating me up and keeps driving, okay, the burnout. And then ask my wife to keep my backside when I'm in that state. So that is a little example of how I fell into burnout, but also the things that I learned from it. And sometimes we just need somebody to say, dude, you're burning out. That's why I'm doing this show. This is why I'm doing this particular video, because there would be lots of you out there right now who are burnt out mentally, emotionally, and physically, whether it's doing it for somebody else, okay, in a career, whether you're working for yourself, whether it's being a parent. Unless we stop and take a breath and realize what's happening, man, it can be super frustrating for you. All right, guys, listen, I hope this helps. Let me know what your thoughts are, your number one takeaways in the comments below, whether you're watching on Facebook or YouTube. Um, it's good to kind of see people's stories so that they realize they're not alone in this. Happy? All right, have a great day. I'll see you Friday.